Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Up top, Mason, I just want to apologize. Welcome to Caravan of Garbage, everybody. How you want to apologize for welcoming them to the Caravan of Garbage. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, you don't have to be here, but yeah. we appreciate it <laughs> and apologize. But I do want to apologize to all the Spider-Man 3 apologists out there. I apologize that they like this crap movie. Oh, got you em! got him. You got him. I got him. It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But on, upon rewatch, there are some bright spots in this one. It's... I haven't. I hadn't seen it until... I hadn't. I, I watched it when it came out at cinemas, and yeah. I haven't seen it since. I've been renting all the Spider-Man movies, like on my TV, on Google Play, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, fun little side note: Spider-Man Three is half the price of the other two. Just wow. Inexplicably. Do you think they went? People want a bargain. They yeah. love this movie, and they want to bargain. Exactly. That's, why. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really a case of like, well, I watched one and two, and this one's well, it's <laughs> half the price. Oh, I guess I'll get changed from a twenty. I guess. <laughs> oh. I'm putting cash into my TV. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's how that works. And look, if any point during this video people could leave a like, that would help out greatly, would it not? Absolutely! I realised during this that I hate Peter Parker's happiness in these movies. I think he's more insufferable happy than he is miserable. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. When he's miming along to Mary Jane... Yeah. And, and he's just like, and he's talking about how great it is to be Spider-Man and, and people that cheering and chanting his name or whatever. <laughs> and I know the point of it is that he's not hearing Mary Jane and her problems. Yeah, right. But it's uh-huh. like, this guy is just unbearable. And, and, and it's always accompanied by some sort of montage <laughs> and maybe a, a little bit of music behind it. You're right, yeah. Why did he think that doing the upside down kiss in front of Mary Jane with a woman who's not his girlfriend that, would, he's, would that he play. barely knows. Yeah. That he doesn't know at all, really. Also, that's half your face in the daylight with mm. cameras. Yep. There's a lot of information that can be gleamed from people taking a photo of you. That's so true. They yeah. know you'd be man. They know you'd be white. <laughs> mm-hmm. they got your dental records. From Gwen Stacy's mouth. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot Bryce Dallas Howard was in this. That's right. And you know what? This movie is so long. Yeah. It's so long. Two hours 18, something like that. I kept forgetting that various characters were in the movie. <laughs> Every 20 minutes, a character would show up and I'd go, oh, yeah, Sandman's in this. I forgot his entire plot line was in this movie. Just before we started this, I went, I, I, I'll go to the Spider-Man 3 Wikipedia page just to get a handle on this. Sure. And, and, it, just, and it said, yeah, and also starring uh, Thomas, Thomas Hayden Church as Flint Marker. And I'm like, 
Oh, yeah. There's a Sandman <laughs> plot in this movie. He is the standout villain from this movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, the original plan was to just kind of keep him as the main... Aside from New Goblin, obviously. Of course, obviously, yeah. yeah but Goblin. keep him as like the one main villain. But then there was push from the studio to put Venom in and we'll, we'll get to that, yeah, I'm that's, sure. Yeah, but... that's the downfall of a lot of the a lot of superhero sequels. Is yeah. Just how many do we have left? Yeah, exactly. How many villains do we have left? Maybe we won't get an... You know, three, three is a, a magic number for these kind of movies. Maybe we won't get a four... Just chuck in as many as you can. Absolutely. And I guess Venom would have been a huge draw card at the time. Yeah, but I think it it obviously ended up backfiring on them by kind of cramming him in and then... To the tune of $900 million? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah, it really backfired on him. No, I just mean in terms of like backlash and then... Yeah. Mm -hmm. And them thinking that people want a reboot and not a a Spider-Man 4. But Flint Marco, though. Flint Marco Mako. Like the Marco, Marco no, like no. the Marco shark. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> There's a lot of things I like about that character. I think it's a good performance. The look is good. You like his t-shirt. I love his t-shirt. You like a t-shirt tucked into a nice pair of slacks. You know I do. The sand effects are incredible. You know they're really good. Yeah, I'd well, forgotten. It took him three years to develop that technology to make that formation mm. kind of happen. You know when he mm. rebuilds himself, and you feel yeah. the emotion with his daughter. All of that is good. His theme tune. It's it's great. Mr. Sandman. <laughs> Send me a man. (laughs) Bring me the sandiest man that you can. Oh, there he is. (laughs) But when you see, yeah, when you see the, like maybe the the close up of his hand, you see all the granules. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Hadn't been done before. Not like that. I mean, sure, we'd seen big sand faces in the mummy. Yep, that's right. But this is the next level sand face. (laughs) That's right. Uh, You mentioned the music, though, because the score of this isn't Danny Elfman because he had a miserable experience working with Sam Raimi on number two. So he quit. He's like, we're not friends and I'm not coming back. So they got Christopher Young to do it. I think he does a good job. I couldn't tell, certainly. There you go. But apparently they did end up collaborating, though. Like, he did come back and... Uh, for a little bit to kind of kind of help out. That's interesting. I don't really picture any of those big, you know, orchestral movie score guys collaborating in any way. It's never even occurred to me. I always thought they were just given the scenes. Yeah. And then he went, okay, boom, 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 and then he just sent it in, and they went, probably. Sure. <laughs> There's a seems about right. Maybe he just sends in random tapes, and they go. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> there's this. Um, you can cut this out. But there's a guy. There's a. There's an electronic music guy called Aphex Twin. Right. Like, and, he's, and it's all like weird pumping electronic stuff. Right. This would be perfect for the extended audio. You Mason, better believe it. If I do cut it out. Yeah. Anyway, and so apparently one time, uh, the band the Lemonheads. If oh, you yeah. Remember Mrs. Robinson, the Lemonheads. They sent him a song mm. to like remix. Yeah. And then he was just at home. And he forgot about it. And then day of, he gets a knock at the door, and it's a courier. And the courier's like, "Can you?" Can you give us the, the the CD with the Lemonheads remix on it? And so we just gave them a random tape, and they took it, and it exists now. They went, "This is incredible! You've done it again, Apex Twin." And it, it was just it was just anything. It's just whatever he had on his like on his desk. He just gave him a CD and was like, "That's it. That's the remix. I've really done a number on wow, it." Wow, you've You'll really, barely recognize. You've turned it. this into Age of Empires two, <laughs> the CD ROM video That's game. Right. Incredible. The Sandman uh, fight scenes are some of the best. Mm. So there's some bad stuff in this, but when he's robbing the truck and yep. he sweeps his legs out and he turns to sand, he punches through yeah. it. They actually used an amputee in a Spider-Man suit to get that uh, get that effect so they could do it like on, on set. So it looks like he's he's got his arm right through him. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. that's a, there's some good stuff huh, there. There you go. Yeah. Amputee boxer Baxter Humby. Oh, yeah. There you go. Good name. Great name. 
And he also, uh, there was a moment where Sandman punches a brick, like a brick wall, and he's like, you know, he's going for Spider-Man and he, uh-huh. there's a big swing and a miss. Thomas Hayden Church punched a real brick in that because they told him they swapped it out. They're like, yeah, that's a fake brick. <laughs> and he hit it and they went, oh, we actually, we forgot to swap that out. And he's like, yeah, fucking no. I just broke my hand. There seems to be a theme emerging <laughs> sure. amongst the crew members of the Spider-Man movies, which is they're violent thugs yeah. and they want to hurt the cast of yeah, these movies. Absolutely. If you go back over the videos, there is plenty of examples of that very thing. Mm. But yeah. But yeah, a lot of the a lot of the action sequences in this are surprisingly good. Yeah. The opening uh, the opening sequence, mm. which is Peter Parker versus New Goblin, yeah. is actually really good, I think. And I think it would be great mm. if it was a villain we cared about on any level or a recognizable villain. If that were the Hobgoblin, well, it is a recognisable villain from this series. Yes, for sure. It's Harry Osborn, yeah. But the costume, really. <laughs> it's nothing. It's, it's uh, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Was Tony Hawk and snowboarding big at this point in time? It must have been, yeah. I guess so, but like the mask is nothing. I didn't even recall that it was a snow, like a flying snowboard. I thought it was a goblin glider up until I, the rewatch. Oh, I'm right, like, okay. Oh, that's a snowboard, yeah. See, I think there are moments in that scene that look really good. For example, when he's trying to catch the ring out of midair and he yep. shoots the web and it's really Toby Maguire moving past the camera but there's a lot of CGI faces and men just tumbling over each uh-huh. other a lot of that in this movie I feel like there's less sets and more and you mentioned this on Spider-Man 2 that we can kind of CGI anything now but this movie really leads into that there's a mm. lot of we're fighting in a nothing space you know like that underground train tunnel that's just it's just tunnels on tunnels and bridges and whatever uh-huh. and the bit where the, where New Goblin our favourite <laughs> our favourite new villain is going through between there's the... So many, there's so many <laughs> villains you could have made him into. You didn't have to make him the Hobgoblin or the Green Goblin again. Anything. Apparently one of the masks you go past is supposed to be like a Hobgoblin reference. Because huh. there's like a clear kind of perspexy, and I guess there's a bit of orange in it, but I didn't get that <laughs> right, at no. all. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're right. But you know the bit where he's going between the buildings? It just looks like he's standing nowhere. That's just true, kind of yeah. ducking and uh-huh. weaving it <laughs> yeah, and right. back uh-huh. and forth. Well, I found it thrilling nonetheless. I found it... I think I think maybe it's because my, st- my standards were so... Like, my expectations were so low for this one. I'm like, it's yeah. actually not bad. Not bad. Not a bad opening. Yeah, okay. Mm. Did you like the bit, though, and I know I did, where he gets clotheslined and just hits the ground so fucking hard? Yeah. Like he really hits he hits yeah. the wall and the bin and the ground or whatever. Yeah. It's great. And this I think that is the biggest illustration that this isn't in a this isn't an MCU movie. It's a it's a cartoony stylized Spider-Man movie. Because first of all, he doesn't die immediately. No. Powers or no powers, but also he gets amnesia. <laughs> Absolutely it's he does. A, I'll try try that in a I mean sure the Winter Soldier has his own brand of amnesia, but you know That's different. It is different, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is it? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> it's all, it's the little details yeah. that make it, you know. I love how Peter Parker's like, oh, he's, he's got amnesia. It's fine now. Yeah. We'll just hang out and play basketball. We'll all make omelets together. What should I do with the millions of dollars worth of dangerous military technology <laughs> he has in his house? Just leave it there? Sure. Why not? What are the odds he'll get his memory back and go and retrieve those and try and kill me again? That performance is so weird, James Franco, in yep. this movie. Like the, the the bit where they're sitting together in the in the diner and having oh. that discussion, and you know he throws him the wink when he's out the window and he's oh, eating yeah, the that's pie. Right. It's just it's yeah. so. And he's got that weird like dead eye. Also, did he finish the pie? No, I think he took it to go. I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> in that in that nanosecond while the bus goes past, <laughs> he's right. like, "Quick, can you take this to go? Here's, here's your tip." Okay, <laughs> he calculated twenty percent out real quick. And he's like, there you go. <laughs> 
I love though when he finally figures out who he is and what he is and whatever. Mm-hmm. He threatens Mary Jane and's like, "You better tell Peter Parker to you bloody break up with him in a second because uh, I'm gonna steal his heart or whatever." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Sure, no worries." She's not like. Didn't he knock you out? And didn't he kill your dad and also beat up the octopus man? Like, he, he could probably, <laughs> when it came down to it, he could probably sort you out again. Which oh, he sure, does, yeah. Yeah, by he the way. Yeah, he absolutely does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one of those situations where if everybody kind of just talks openly about it. Like, if they met on the bridge and she was like, hey, heads up, he's over there and he threatened to, to kill me and kill you. As far as I know, he doesn't have super hearing, so we can really <laughs> say anything we want. I mean, just act sad for a minute. I'm not actually breaking. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way. So you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. 
I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. Picking up with you, I'm just just pretend I am and make a sad face. You're very good at your sad faces, Absolutely. Peter. Absolutely, you, so you clearly practice in the mirror. You're doing one right now, regardless <laughs> of what I'm saying. So just keep doing that. Then we'll pretend we're broken up, and then anyway, I'm going to be at the coffee shop with him later. Just hit, clothesline him again. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there's a there's a third villain in this Spider-Man three. Because why wouldn't you have put one on him? Uh, that is Venom. <laughs> to mm-hmm. me, the most disappointing villain from this. Because New Goblin, who cares? Sandman. I'm not. I wasn't really a fan. Uh-huh. At the time. You weren't a sand fan. I was exactly. Mm-hmm. Sandman fan sand man. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't fan man. <laughs> no. Your own character for Sandman. <laughs> That's I right. Yeah. Sure. So I heard when he was being put into the movie, I'm like, great, because I really want to see Venom on the big Topher screen. Topher great. Yeah. Topher great, exactly. Mm-hmm. First off, on that you just said then. It's bad casting. Like the frosted tips, uh-huh. he's, he's too small. Like he put on like 24 pounds of muscle to play the role and he quit that 70s show to make it happen. He's the antithesis to Peter Parker, you know what I mean? Imagine a photographer, but somewhat less unlikable in some ways, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. He's just, he's not Peter Parker's opposite, really. No. He just has some of the negative traits that Peter Parker doesn't have. <laughs> Peter Parker has half the world's negative traits and Eddie Brock has the other half. Like the moment when he rolls up when there's the big crane accident, which uh-huh. I think looks quite good because that's one of the, you know, it's a practical set that kind of drops and uh-huh, things sure. slide across and whatever. And he's like, oh, that's your daughter hanging there. That's Gwen. Oh, by the way, I'm dating your daughter. It's not, <laughs> it's not the time. Like, what are you... Yeah, read the room, What mate. are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Right. That's the farmer from Babe and probably Babe Two Pig in the City? Probably, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm. Farmer Hoggett. Ah, oh, yes. Is it? Yeah. Is that his name? And he's like, that'll do, Eddie Brock. Yeah. <laughs> that'll do, all right? Yeah, but it's like the look of it's fine, I guess, because it's, it's Venom, isn't it? And he's meant to be like the douchebag version of Peter Parker, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, we were all fans of Venom back in the in the 90s and 2000s. Sure. You want Eddie, I wanted Eddie Brock to be this hulking mass of a man. Like yeah. he's got to look, he's got to appear to be physically like, like he could bully yeah. Peter Parker, you know. You're talking out of the costume, right? Yeah, yeah. out of the costume, yeah. yeah. And like the idea, you know, one of the, the elements of the symbiote costume is that it enhances your own strength or it enhances what you already have. And yeah. Like, because Eddie Brock's supposed to be this kind of, like, quite strong bodybuilder, that adds on to mm. the Spider-Man strength and the symbiote strength to make him physically larger and more imposing yeah. than than Spider-Man. But the version we get, he's he's the same size. Yeah, it's exactly, not, yeah. You know? I mean, the, the, the Tom Hardy Venom movie got a lot of stuff wrong, but at least size-wise. At least he got in that lobster tank. Exactly, that's right. What else right. do you want? Yeah, yeah, nothing. It was improv Perf- on set. They didn't even know they were going to do it, but he got in that lobster tank, and then they're like, bring in some real lobsters, and they're like, is this a good movie? And they're like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> Tom Hardy says he's allergic to shellfish. It doesn't matter. <laughs> 
Get him to bite some heads off. These are Spider-Man movies. We don't give a shit about the actors. That's right. (laughs) What I don't also like about this character is he just comes from nowhere. I'm talking about the symbiote. Symbiote, whatever. Mm. It just drops out of the sky. There's no explanation. It's not like it's drawn to Peter Parker. Like, it is... Yeah. Maybe that's why it landed there. But where did it come from? Where did it come know. from? Yeah, right? Yeah, and I don't need an origin for everything, but it could have easily been the version that was created in a lab. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I don't know. But also one early version of what was going to be, and we mocked this character in the last movie. John Jameson? John Jameson was going to bring it back from space. Perfect. Would have worked. Yeah. But I guess... I mean, I, he would have turned up on, and I would have been, who's this? Yeah. Oh, it's that boring... Exactly. It's that boring guy who wouldn't shut up about space. And I guess if they'd laid the groundwork for that in Spider-Man 2, like in a, you know, final scene... Or we see John Jameson arrive in NASA or whatever, and he's got it in there. We'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty okay. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. That's some good foreshadowing." But I guess uh, Sam Raimi had no intention of putting Venom in Spider-Man yeah. Three, so there wouldn't have been anything like that, right? Yeah, exactly. But they were like, "This has to be two hours and eighteen minutes, so you need to pad." So, do we know why he was so adamant against putting I, Venom in this? I think it just wasn't a character that he enjoyed or, or related to, right? And uh-huh. I think that's very evident in the way that they deal with him in the end because he explodes. Sure. And you see his skeleton. Yep, you so absolutely both, do. Both the symbiote and Eddie Brock gone. So dead. Yeah. Mm. Like some of the villains, you're like, well, you know, there's still a body and whatever. And maybe the Green Goblin, he's a hallucination. He's coming back. And the Sandman blows off in the breeze. And Dr. Octopus, he drowns. But the arms could probably swim themselves away. But this guy's like, no, he, he was atomized. Yeah, that's there is right. nothing uh-huh. left of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, though, that that intro with John Jameson was to save time and money to bring him back from space. But just be like, look what we found in space. Like, you don't need to show him getting it and bringing it back no, down. No, absolutely and- <laughs> not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, again, this this universe is kind of a closed universe. Yeah. It's just Earth, and it's just what happens pretty much in New York. Yeah. And just to bring something out of space for no reason yeah. is... It doesn't Does match it? the other the, no, the kind really of the tone and the other characters that have been brought in, yeah, mm. at all. Uh, early drafts for this movie though included uh, the lizard who Dylan Baker plays. You know, mm. he's, he's, he's turns up again from two and Electro. And before Venom, it was Vulture. So that's kind of the the road that they were, they kind of took to get here. But of course, Mason, there's a there's a fourth villain in this movie, and that fourth villain New is... New York City. No, Mason, a real Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it just? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Aunt May's uh, boring story that goes nowhere because this character has nothing to do in this in this movie. I can't even remember what she. Remember does the in bit this where movie. she's like, "Okay, is, so is, wait, me- is is her house being foreclosed on again?" No, 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 Mason. They already did that. It's gone. Ah. She's like me and your uncle when he proposed. We we swam out to an island, and and both of us were. Well, really good swimmers, and, and when we got out there, he sat me down, and, and he was like, uh, May, do you want to marry me? And she's like, I did want to marry him, but then I said no, because I knew I was I was too young. And then and then we swam back, and then we had a bit of bloody <laughs> cobbler or whatever. But guess what? I retrieved this black substance from space while we were there. See, it ties all together. You were paying attention. They could have done it all they yeah, that's right. <laughs> that makes sense to me now. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, of course, a fifth villain in this movie, that being emo Peter Parker who oh, shows up. Oh, that's right. It's weird and embarrassing mm. and it looks ridiculous. He looks ridiculous. And I guess I guess the justification is that mm. this is what a a real nerdy loser yeah. would, would 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 imagine think. being a cool yeah. guy was like. A, what a 34-year-old guy <laughs> yes. would think a cool guy is cuz he's still in college. This is apparently set 1 year after 2 and 2 is set 2 years after 1. So it's he's technically twenty twenty one ish. All right, okay, you can buy sure. that, right? <laughs> yeah, I can, you, you can see it. Absolutely, I, I mean, can, I can tell from his youthful fringe. That's my favorite move, I think, in the whole movie, is when he he decides to be evil and he just 
fringes his hair yeah. down. He just pushes it down. He goes, yeah, that's what evil cool this guys do. This is what do. I'm doing. Yeah. And the dance sequence is embarrassing. It's also weird how some of the women are like, oh, hello. And some of the women are like, yuck. So that's why I'm like, is this supposed to be cool or not cool? Yeah, I can't mystery, really tell what, you, mm. what you're going for mm. here. And it doesn't work. And his cool guy clothes are about as cool as his regular clothes. They really are. They're just slightly darker. The eyeliner and the, the, the flat hair. Like, I, <laughs> Surely you'd go, emo's not going to last, is it? Like, is this, but I guess it was the era and you're kind of leaning uh, Emo into... certainly didn't think that. <laughs> sure. Also, there's the, the bit where he... Has he always known how to play piano? Has he just lacked the confidence That's a really to play good question. Piano? Or is integrating himself with the symbiote oh. given him piano playing ability? Maybe the symbiote could play space piano and then just brought those Spiano? skills Yes, yeah, Piano. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And then he punches Mary Jane in the face. Mm. So that's really good, isn't it? I disagree. Yeah. Well done, everyone. This whole <laughs> sequence is really, really good and well thought out. Mm. Yeah. But jazz, you know? But jazz. It's all about the girlfriends you don't punch. You can take that out. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Bruce Campbell returns as a French waiter. Uh, it's got my favorite line in it where he just says, Romance, I am French. And then there's a pause. <laughs> He's not French. What, Bruce Campbell isn't French? No, I just mean this, they were always going to do Quentin Beck, right? Because he's clearly not French in this movie. I don't think they. I look. I don't. I don't buy that. They were rolling it into four. There are storyboards that he that he was going to for part four that he no, was I, going no, to I be know Mysterio. That I, I, I'm aware of that, but I feel as as we know, Sam Raimi puts Bruce Campbell into all his movies, regardless. Like whether it's uh, he's he's right at the end of Dark Man. He's the last mask in Dark sure. Man. He's probably in that Wizard of Oz prequel. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what I'm saying is, I know I know the prevailing fan theory is that all the, his appearances in the first three Spider-Man movies, it's Quentin Beck and he's maneuvered Spider-Man into some sort of situation. Yeah. But I think the storyboard of him being led away, it's just the start of the... It's the start of four, and he's just defeated a terrible, lame, bad guy in the form of Mysterio. Mm, I'd love to know what people think in the comments below. Me too. Me also. Uh, Tobey Maguire didn't work out for this movie. I was keeping a close eye on him. I'm like, what's going on here? Oh, he yeah. got ripped for one. We saw his shirtless two. Yep. We get a little bit of a peek yep. in front of this the window. One, Spider-Man 3, he blade three it. Yeah, he blade three it, which is fine yeah. because he still looks good. But the, the moment where he's tearing off the symbiote oh, and you yeah. see the back of him, it's just some other dude. Right. Like that, the back of his head, that's, <laughs> not, that's not him, which is fine, man. I mean, I, that, doing that is, is super difficult. But yeah, I just, I just think that's important that I let people know that I realize that. Sure. Okay, good. <laughs> Did you know there is an alternate uh, editor's edition of this movie? Really? Yeah. It wasn't done by Topher Grace, was it? Because <laughs> I know he does, he does he, his own edits of he things, does it. Right? He does the Star Wars prequels. He mashes them all together. Exactly. I don't believe so. This was released officially uh, a few years back. One of the moments I mentioned earlier where uh, the, the butler, who's actually Bill Paxton's dad. Huh. There you go. Uh, Bill also, Dadston. Bill Dadston, yeah. Mm. That dude's way too old to be a butler, by the way. Like, he's like 87 years old. Like, he shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. butlering. Like, uh-huh. the, the family should have been like, you could have retired 20 years ago. Don't make this guy work. Yeah, that's what exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd think if, if, it were, if you were a nice rich family, you'd be like, we'll, we'll call you if you need, in, you know, just, just be in the, in the guest house. Yeah. But Harry Osborne's like, get some food. <laughs> We've got guests. Lay out a meat platter. <laughs> Whatever your name is, I don't even know. <laughs> so in the alternate cut, yes. he actually picks up a photo of his friends, like him and Mary Jane and Peter, 
Uh-huh. Harry like, Osborne does. Yeah, and he's like, uh-huh. oh, that's right, we're all mates, and I'm going to go help in the, in the bloody Sandman fight, in the Venom fight at the end, which makes more sense to me. Not a guy being like, you know, the Goblin Glider was your bloody, your, your bloody dad killed himself or whatever. And his balls. And the other idea was that the butler was going to be another illusion of Harry representing his good side. So his father was the bad side and the butler wasn't real. Oh. At which point did this happen in the movies? Well, I do not they're, know. They're his parents. I guess they are. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's another. He looks at their their, their wedding photo. <laughs> yeah. The butler and Norman Osborn, and he goes, mm, "I should do. I should do what my other dad, the butler, says, and you'd be proud of me." There's also. Some... Does that mean the butler was never real? That's what I'm. I, I don't know. So that means that when he went, butler, we've got guests. Put some food out. He would have spent the rest of the scene going. Butler didn't put any food out. You're fired. So another one is a shot of Peter looking cautiously at the box that holds his black suit. The Christopher Yang score is added to more scenes. There's a moment when uh, Sandman visits his daughter and is a sandcastle. And she's like, I oh my God, Sandman sand was in this. Ca- yeah, he's in it, Mason. Yeah, he's right. in the movie. And they cut that very long May Parker scene, which is no good. Mm, not, okay. that they, not that they cut it. It's a no good scene and I'm glad that they I cut it. I understand, sure. Uh-huh. You know how this movie's all about some recycled ideas, including the bit where Mary Jane is, is kidnapped again or whatever. She's re- Oh my God, she's kidnapped so many times in this yeah. in, in this series. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. going on there? Well, apparently they just recycled her screams from part two as well. Incredible. Like, whatever. It's, yeah, right. People aren't going to notice. And we didn't, clearly. No, and I imagine there's a, you know, once you reach a certain level of stardom, there's, a, there's an element in your contract that just says... She's not going to scream anymore. You don't scream for nobody. Yeah, exactly. You get to the third in a threequel. Ugh, don't no, even worry no about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was actually changed during shooting because Bryce Dallas Howard was going to be the one who was kidnapped and Mary Jane goes to Harry and goes, go and save Bryce Dallas Howard and, and help Spider-Man. And he's like, all right, then I will. And Kirsten Dunst, she wasn't happy about that. And Sam Raimi like apologized to her. He's like, I'm so sorry, but this is the way this movie's going. But it, it's dull. So did Kirsten Dunst want to be kidnapped? No, she did she not want to be say, kidnapped. Yeah. I was going to say, she would. it would surprise me if she kicked the door in one day in the director's office and was yeah. like, what, I'm not getting kidnapped in this one? This is a disgrace. <laughs> what am I even here for? Mm. You're recycling my screams. Are you kidding me? Aye, there's a fresh one for you. <laughs> that one's for free. The next one will cost you. <laughs> I like the final battle in the construction site for the yep, most uh-huh. part. The British reporter is terrible. You know, oh, which is like, it's exposition. hard, it's hard to Basil believe Exposition's what's happening. Wife. The brutality. You know, there's a bit where Venom's got Spider-Man pinned down and the Sandman's just laying into him. Yep. And then it just cuts back to that comical moment of this reporter. Just like, and we, we see it. We know it's bad. We don't need somebody yeah. telling us. Yeah. And again, like that's, that's, I feel a hallmark of this series mm. is that it is. People pointing out things as they happen. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's comic books moved to the big screen sort of as literally as possible. Yeah. And in a comic book, I think, you know, of like 1970s or 80s vintage, yeah. which I feel like a lot of this these movies are kind of based on because that's sure. probably Sam Raimi's wheelhouse. Mm. There would be a, a reporter in there just, just standing like, stock still in a panel. Just this talking is about what's the, happening. Yeah, exactly. In case the, these bad pictures aren't clear. Exactly. This is what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I do like the return of New Goblin, though. Who wouldn't? <laughs> it's, your, it's everyone's favourite character, New Goblin. But the, the bomb in the ear... I think that's a good kind of arrival point. For sure, and yeah. It, and it blows out the side of his head and he's like breathing kind of fire and smoke, like uh-huh. coughing it up. Yep. I think it's quite good. Mm. Yeah. And then he's impaled like his dumb dad. So. Sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been impaled. Like your dumb dad. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. <laughs> I think the Sandman has a good ending, though. I mean, he does. I mean, he he did brutalise a lot of people. Yeah. He beat up all those cops yeah, earlier yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. For his daughter or whatever. Yeah, but I think, sure. you know, Peter comes to the realisation that he's living with hate in his heart. Oh, and, and he killed his uncle. He killed his <laughs> uncle. I was going to ask you about that retcon. I know, I know you're not really a fan. Did this change anything for you? 
No, I still hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. It being the original guy, when Peter gets him, it kind of closes the book on that. Yeah. And then he's doing what he's doing, not out of some sort of vengeance or whatever. He's doing it because it's the right thing to do. Mm. And I feel like leaving the guy out who murdered your uncle just out in the world. Yeah. It's no good. Yeah, fair enough. You know? I did like the moment where he's explaining to him that he's like, look, your uncle said, you know, why don't, why don't you just put the gun down and just walk away? And he's like, look, I realize that, you know, he was just trying to help me or whatever. I thought, I think that's genuinely a good moment. Yeah, for sure. And then he kind of gets his redemption and he, and he blows away in the breeze. The only villain from this series to survive definitively. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So I, I quite like that. Anyway, everyone just cries at each other and then it's the end. Uh, it's, <laughs> look, it's, it's a mixed bag to be sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, not as bad as I remember it being. Mm. But again, I, I think at the time expectations were high. Yeah. It was an era where there wasn't going to be another superhero movie the next month. <laughs> sure, so, yeah. you know, you know, the superhero movies were hitting the mainstream, but you still had to convince people like, no, these, these can be good kind of thing. And yeah. to, and to get... Rise of the Silver Surfer, don't even worry about it. It's, it's going to be, be it's incredible. Massive, they're putting in the Fantastic Car. Yes, so that's right. Head on down. Mm. Uh, Sam Raimi, though, was deeply unhappy with how this uh, movie turned out. Uh, he hoped to make the fourth film. That, mm. that was the plan, and he was going to make up for it in, in doing that. We talked about the storyboards, how, you know, it was all fleshed out. It was pretty much ready to go. They were talking about as late as, like, 2011, huh. and he was having meetings with Sony, and they kept going like, are you sure you want to come back? Because, you know, we, we, you know we, we, maybe you want to move on. Maybe you want to do something else. And he was like, do you want me back? <laughs> and they kind of came to this realisation that, well, he came to the realisation that maybe they didn't and they wanted to, to do the reboot. Yeah. You'd think they would have all the power there. Like that's, that seems very diplomatic for a, for a yeah. huge multinational entertainment company. Mm. You'd, you'd think that he'd come in and they'd, get some of his movie crew to beat him up. <laughs> sure. No. They'd do it. They'd absolutely do it. They do not even care. But yeah, he also said that this movie just raises the stakes, but to what end? Like, because yeah. it doesn't serve the characters. It just kind of goes bigger. And longer. And longer. Yeah. yeah. I want them to make a fourth one, genuinely. I'd In like what form? I'd like to give them to give it back to Raimi, make a movie set within this universe. I mean, who knows where Venom's set? They've got Spider-Verse. They've got the MCU version. They You're did right. the Garfield version. I think you could continue this. I think it's been long enough that you could cycle back around to this, and I think it would do very well. Now, when you say that, mm. who's in this who's in hypothetical sequel in this Spider-Man 4? The villains that they were going to originally use have now been used. No, I mean actors. Same. Tobey Maguire's yeah, back? Yeah, bring oh. everybody back. Okay. Just do another one. I right. think the same thing with the Keaton Batman. I'm not saying scrap the new Batman. I'm not saying scrap the new yeah, Spider-Man. Right. I'm saying we're in an era now where people understand that there are different superheroes in different yeah, universes. Right. Uh-huh. We don't need another origin. We don't need like, well, what if he was bitten? Peter Parker was 16 again. He was bitten by another spider. And the MCU even know that. Yeah, they, didn't, right. they didn't even That's go true. that way. Uh, how about this? How about what if they teased it in uh, Spider-Verse 2 mm. and then gauge that popularity? Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah, okay, I'd probably see another yeah. one. So it, so it'd be set now. Yes. Okay, right. And, you know, you, you come back at, to Peter Parker when he's 64 years old, however old <laughs> Toby Maguire would have to beat out. I think he's like 43 or something like that. Yeah, right. So, uh-huh. Oh, so he'd be 32 in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. yeah. All right. So, yeah. It's my 21st birthday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that's a fool's dream, but I think with all this multiverse stuff happening yeah. and, you know, there is call for a live-action Spider-Verse movie, then maybe that's the way that What if go. it's a YouTube short? No. Like, fuck d- off. The Punisher Dirty Laundry. Actually, I like that one. Yeah, that's pretty the, good, That's right? the only good one. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, this has been Caravan of Garbage for Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. We will come back and do... Spider-Man the... 4 when it's finally released, Absolutely as you just we mentioned. Will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Until then, no videos. That's right. <laughs> 
We'll be doing the Andrew Garfield versions probably the next time a, a Spider-Man movie rolls around. I think I need a bit of a break from these Spider-Man movies for a while. Would you watch an Amazing Spider-Man three? No, that one I wouldn't. What about all the all the stuff in the basement? Oh yeah, there's a lot of shit in that there's basement, a lot of, isn't there? There's a lot of backpacks in that basement filled with cool guns and Look, stuff. Look, I'll take a YouTube short where they just go, yeah, the basement was flooded. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We lost it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, look, if you've got a suggestion for Caravan of Garbage, bloody, we'll take a look. What do you Absolutely. want to see? And what do you think of the Raimi trilogy in general? Are these good? Do these hold up? Having given them a bit of a breather and coming back, yep. I kind of have a newfound respect for them. Me too. I yeah. was pleasantly surprised. I mm. think if you if you, if you realise they're, they're nowhere close to being even set anywhere near the real world, mm. they're, they're set in a very comic booky, very stylized At a very specific of, time in yeah, movie history. Very kind of four-colour superhero comic book world. Mm. I think they work really well. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I this one less so. Sure, <laughs> but you know, you know, you know what's up. I know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. We of course have our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. We recently did an episode on the new Spider-Man movie, Far From Home. Mm. I'll link that below if you want to check it out. Thanks everybody. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. And now it's time for us, as we did at the end of every one of these videos, is to sing the pop rock song that was released with this movie. Was there one really? It, yeah. Yeah. Was it Dashboard Confessional again? No, it was probably whatever the fuck Jared Leto's dumb fucking band oh, was. 30 Seconds to Mars. I don't think it was them. But it's probably <laughs> something like, Hope's got you by the webs. <laughs> what are you going to do? Can't escape. Put your fringe down. Sandman, he's here. Oh, no. It's Venom too. Is that it? Yeah, that was absolutely it. Or was it just Tobey Maguire playing the entertainer on a piano? dun, 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 dun. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.